This is Lindsley Register, a.k.a. Laura from The Walking Dead, and you are listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. Welcome to the Stuff and Things podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Stuff and Things podcast. We are delayed by one day this week and I apologise for that, but my co-host Stefan has the sniffles. How are you little buddy? I am starting the zombie apocalypse one man at a time. Yeah, you, you, just you me, not, just you're not, me. You're not feeling good, my precious uh, little lamb. No, I got a slight tickly cough. No, um, I'm all right. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, it's funny. It shows how much you actually watch our social media, because I tweeted about you being ill yesterday, and you haven't even seen it, have you? No. Oh, yeah. Ass. What have you done now? <laughs> See, I knew you hadn't seen it because I, was I don't basically, do Twitter. You know I don't do Twitter. I was basically winding, <laughs> winding you up, and I've been just sort of like waiting. I thought oh, I'll just wait. At some point, you'll see it when he goes on to upset a celebrity again, like he normally does. Oh, uh, that was one, know. one time, one time. I made a joke. Awful, <laughs> awful joke. Shocking joke. Oh, it was funny. It really wasn't, I, though. <laughs> I do not think I have corona. No, I never said... I've, I've just read the Twitter. <laughs> I drank some corona recently. I think, I think, I, I think I'll survive. Who knows? You should be fine. Alcohol's meant to be good for you, so I'm just going to drink like loads of whiskey today. Yeah, well, that'll do it. Um, mate, obviously, other than you, uh, you dying of a worldwide apocalyptic plague right now, yes. uh, we do have The Walking Dead to talk about. Yes, we do. Um, the Walking Dead uh, is season ten, episode eleven. Do you know the title of this episode? Morning Star. Ooh, check it out! You delay a podcast by a day and you do some research. I'm impressed. Or I just open up WhatsApp and see the message you sent me with all the names on. I mean, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go with research. Well, yeah, no, well, <laughs> well, that is a form of research. I provide yeah. the information. You researched it. Yeah, looked up. Um, so basically, yeah, this is uh, The Walking Dead Season 10, Episode 11, episode titled Morning Star. Um, overall thoughts on the episode, or thoughts on the episode as a whole? Do you know what? I actually quite liked it. Excellent. It set, set it up. Start. It set it up nice. I mean, I expected there to be more action in it. Um, because, yeah. you know, everyone had been touting that this is the start of the Whisperer War, so I was really expecting yeah. this more of an episode of the yeah. war. But instead, it was kind of setting it up nicely for the next episode, and the war began at the very end. And it kind of like this, it was actually quite a good tension builder. Normally, I get annoyed at The Walking Dead for overplaying things, like something's going to happen, but they'll make us wait three episodes of meaningless yeah. stuff we don't need. Yeah. Uh, but this one, I think they did quite well. <laughs> Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a very similar boat. I went into the episode. I mean, watched the preview, expecting it to be kind of uh, two segments build, two segments of kind of fighting. Um, yeah. So a more action-packed episode than I actually was. But at the same time, I find myself on a number of occasions during the episode, kind of with a bit of a smile on my face watching it, with like nice, uh, full of kind of nice moments, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. Um, uh, which we'll we'll go through as, as we wander through the episode. But um, for for me, there were, there were just a few things. Uh, one of the things I want to start off talking about is my friend and yours, uh, Negan. Yeah. Um, there's a few instances during this episode where Negan is um, kind of well, he's he's heavily involved. One of them is uh, he he delivers one of his classic lines. Um, Alpha wants him to whip her on the arm, and Negan comments, "Does this mean I've graduated to a whole new level of kinky whisperer shit?" Yeah, um, I I just love the fact that you know he's turning these really scary whisperers, yeah, into almost like a joke. But then she does say to him, "You're using humor to mask your fear." Yeah. Which was kind of like, ah, stop talking so creepy, crazy lady. <laughs> please. Yeah, please, please stop being so creepy. I don't like you. <laughs> um, seriously, all she needs to do is dress up like a scary clown and that woman would terrify me for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the way she speaks. If she did that dressed as like it, that would be it. That would be me never sleeping again. Oh, God, could you and imagine? No, actually, no, I just said that and I, I genuinely terrified myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so please pull this the podcast whilst I change my shorts. Um yeah, so the Negan thing the thing I wanted to bring up with you is obviously me and you have talked a number of times about the comic book arc and and the T V arc and uh, you know, will they will they kind of intersect? Will it be different? How will they handle it? Um a lot of people want the T V arc to be different because they want a confrontation between Carol and Alpha. Yep. Um, to be honest with you, if you were to just base it with no knowledge of comics at all, you know, so just just scratch that from your brain completely. Yep. And you were to base it purely on what you're seeing on TV. He's he's Team Whisperer, isn't he? Oh, fully. Yeah. yeah, he's he is fully the Whisperer. I mean, he now has the coolest mask ever. He he also, uh, you know, Daryl realizes. It's Negan tactics closing off the roads, so there's no escape. Yeah, he spotted it kind of as soon as he saw the tree down, looked yeah. up and saw the whisper. Yeah. Well, the the walkers up yeah. in the tree. Yeah. Negan's with her now, yeah, or scouts. Negan's with them now. And it yeah. was like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, you, you sort of remember the you know the all out war between the saviors and you know our our group lasted you know a good while. Um, yeah. So they got very used to Negan tactics. Uh, so, so Daryl kind of spotted that and was like, "Okay, well, I know where that asshole is." <laughs> yeah. Um, what is kind of interesting to me, and I, I'm kind of hoping perhaps this will get explored next week. But you know, Negan is there. He's setting fire to the place. He's firing arrows. He's you know, he's Team Whisperer attacking these people. What, yep. what he doesn't know at this precise moment is Judith's in there. That's true. And obviously at some point, that's going to have to be highlighted, in it? He's going to have to see her or she's going to see him or at some point someone's going to have to try and get the kids out. And oh, yeah. I'm just wondering if he's going to... Do you see what I mean? Because he's kind of like in this survival mode. 
um, uh, I'm, you know, the, my way of surviving is to be with this group right now. Whether Negan thinks that's his end game, I seriously doubt it. I imagine in his mind he's thinking, well, you know, I'll survive and maybe I'll knock off Alpha at some point and then I'll be king again. Yay! <laughs> um, well, yeah. He he already mentioned that I've been in your position and that yeah. sort of thing before, which was quite cool. Yeah, and he talked about, you know, uh, making these people bend the knees far better than killing them, which, which you know, goes back to Negan, the saviour, kind of deal. The whole he walks in, the whistling, the kneeling. Yeah. yeah. Takes us back to him being that guy. And, of course, her response of, they are going to join us as part of our herd it's just like whoa yeah he's like holy shit you yeah. are badass yeah you are dark um yes yes she is she's scary as hell um but yeah i mean what do you think what i mean because he's literally attacking judith right now which is something which from the first part of season 10 etc end of nine into 10 you just would never picture happening in a million years yeah, it's like you say. He doesn't know. No, no. Judith of course, he there. doesn't know she's in there. And that's gonna. I mean, that will be a very interesting encounter if he's suddenly being told, "Right, go take out that cart." Yeah. He gets there, and Judith, RJ, and all that's in the back of the cart. Yeah. Is Judith gonna instantly recognise the jacket and know that that's Negan behind the really uh, cool whisperer mask? I think she'd recognise the jacket instantly, don't you? I mean, the you guys. The think. guys a big built guy as well. I think a big built guy wearing that jacket. I mean, the only thing might be she might think someone killed Negan and she goes after him. <laughs> That'd yeah. be funnier. Yeah. Um, you killed my friend! Stabs him in the leg, to which he then turns around and goes, Judith? Yeah. Damn, Ow. damn it, you little shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, she's tried to kill him before. <laughs> and, and meant it as well. That is true. She has said, if you like, you know, if I see that again. Yeah, I'm going to shoot you. Um, and she did shoot him off the bike. But I just think... It, I, I often feel sometimes with The Walking Dead, especially over the last few seasons, there are so many occasions where you're like, ah, you really missed an opportunity there to do something. And I just really hope this one's an opportunity not missed because I saw the preview for next week and there's nothing that hints towards any interaction between them two at all. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, but it's a preview's like, you know, 20 seconds of a 40-minute episode. So, of course, you know, you're you're not going to... Yeah, no, see, this week I purposely avoided the preview. Okay. Just because I kind of feel like every now and again you'll kind of get a scene come up and you're like, oh my god, what's going to happen? You watch the preview and go, oh, they're all okay then. And I I didn't want this, I didn't want the preview this time to let me know exactly what characters are going to be fine in next week's episode talking about something. Oh, yeah, well, I don't watch it until after I've watched the episode. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, because that would be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So basically, the the Negan in this episode, I, I mean, he's full team whisperer. I mean, we knew ever since he he went over there, have been kind of like he's acting like he is. I'm not convinced he is. You know, he, I don't know. But this episode, he is. He's he's team whisperer. There's no there's no way around it, is there? No, you're right. <clears throat> Scary thought. Yeah. It's a, it is quite scary. Um, I mean, imagine him and Beta actually getting on well and having those three at the top of the table for the Whisperers. Yeah. I mean, that's a I, terrifying idea. I don't think Beta gets on with anybody. No. 
just out of fun. I, I, I don't think he gets on with her. He just seems to obey her. Like you know, true. I, I trust. Yeah. I trust your judgment, and I have a mental issue. <laughs> um, I, I. So we're talking about kind of like confrontations. This is a bit of a tangent here. You know, uh, the vast majority of people in TV want to see Carol and Alpha. They they want to see that fight. Yeah. Um, or confrontation, however it, it happens. Who would you like to see be the person that takes down Beta? Or, or has oh. the Because, of course, we saw the Daryl Beta fight, which I thought was excellent. Yeah. But but we've had that. You know, we don't need that again, if that makes sense. No, you know, you're right. Both, both men came away from that looking strong. That was kind of... That was really well done. I'd love, like, a... You know, throw it to the like the left wing. I'd love to see like Lydia or someone like that. Really, be the, be the person that finishes him. Yeah, because well, that yeah, that I mean, would that probably would be... hurt Mummy more than anything else. We're seeing her daughter kill her her bodyguard right hand man. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I mean that is very left fit. I mean, yeah, that that does have an appeal. I mean. Uh, Rosita, uh, someone who you just wouldn't expect to be able to match up physically in any way. Just doing um, like the naughty, you know, like you know the Indiana Jones, the guy's waving the sword around, so he pulls the gun out and shoots them. <laughs> Love that, yeah. Beta comes yeah. walking along, like swinging this massive weapon, and they just turn around and go, Judith or someone just turns yeah. around and goes, bang. Well, to be honest, you, Judith with Rick's hand cannon was on my list of yeah. Just how awesome would that? I mean, she has already shot him once. <laughs> this this time she double taps because she realizes yeah, yeah, one's yeah. not this, enough. This, this time she just walks up and like actually blows his head off, yeah. um, which is what she should have done last time. Um, but yeah, I, I to me, if I'm kind of building a bit of a epic fight, if you like, yeah, I, I'm thinking Michonne coming back and Michonne with her samurai sword. Just cutting the some bitch down. Um, oh, yeah, because well, she's going to be back at some point. She's back for another well one or two episodes, isn't it this season? Well, my belief is she only has one episode she's appearing in. Okay, um, but but I but I honestly don't know. The, the main reason being is I I saw at the start of the run how many episodes she was going to be in. Yep, but of course I assumed like a fool that that meant you know she's in 10 episodes so episode 10 will be her last that's not how it's transpired of course because currently she's gone off boating we are sailing (laughs) what a great time for her to disappear from it eh? yeah no comment on that I mean (laughs) just you know when she went from at the start of the season uber paranoid about everything you know got to keep the kids safe got to keep everything on lockdown now it's okay stay with uncle daryl i'm off what hey i'll be back at some point maybe maybe who knows it's the apocalypse i might not ever come back but you know you'll be fine um you're you're the child of rick grimes well actually you're not well one of you is maybe (laughs) yeah we think at least one of them might be yeah yeah oh dear i just upset a lot of people with that it could be Gabe's. He seems like a bit of a dark horse. Now, there's several ways that could be taken. No, you know, he's he's already managed to get Rosita out of nowhere. So you don't know what he was doing before Rosita. Not what he was doing. No way. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, stop digging before Rosita. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. We're gonna yep. drop that subject fast and move on. Um. So yeah, just walking through my notes and the next character I kind of highlighted for this episode was Eugene. 
Uh, Eugene is talking to the lady who we learn is called Stephanie. Yep. Um, this is the lady he's been talking to via the radio, which he fixed from the satellite. And they actually learn through talking that they both witnessed that satellite crash. So they are actually closer than they probably first realised. Which I thought was really cool. And at the same time, was like, ah, they've now got this super duper radio and they're talking to someone at the end of the street. Well, well it's, ah. not quite, it's not quite <laughs> the end of the street. But... It is uh, obviously a well-established community. Uh, she says it's a little bit paranoid, but, you know, it's a well-established community. Yeah. Uh, it's within 100 miles, so that still is quite a range. Yeah. Um, she mentions a place to meet, which is sort of like the halfway point, which is going to be a bit of a trek for Eugene, providing he survives to get there. Well, yeah. Um, what was... Do you have any thoughts on... Because obviously there are certain communities in the comics um, which we've seen, and also the TV have created new communities, like Oceanside, for example. Yep. Um, Do you think that this is going to be one that we know of, one that is from comics, or one that's in... Or do you think this is going to be something completely new? Because I have a little theory. Well, my, my theory that I have myself... Yes, please do share. Is we have the three new communities that are going to be coming into it. Do we? Well, with the whole circle symbols and there was the three communities, the Rick Grime film and everything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, but they're nowhere near. They're nowhere near, but I'm one... Well, I'm, I was wondering if we've got this new TV show coming out, mm. which is going to be one of the three. Yeah. The Rick Grimes show, which is the second of the three, we assume. The Nick Rick Grimes films. Film, sorry. That'll be the yeah. second. So my instant assumption was this might be the third, and that's how they're going to link the whole lot together. Keep in mind the the time difference, though. You know, remember Rick's films are set in the past, as far as The Walking Dead's concerned. And the new show, I believe, is also set in the past. (laughs) Uh... You you, you still with me, buddy? (laughs) Yeah. These timelines are so confusing fear, now. Yeah, because Fear the Walking Dead's back there again, you know, because they caught up, but then the Walking Dead time jumped away from them again. <laughs> yeah, I, it confuses me. <laughs> Dude, it confuses you. I watched a YouTube video on this where the guy was explaining it, and it finished, and the guy genuinely said at the end of the video, this is a 10-minute video, and I'm not sure I've actually cleared this up. And in all the comments, we're like, no, dude, you haven't. You have not. You, you've waffled for 10 minutes where all of us have gone along for the ride, agreeing with every word you've said. But then we've realised at the end, we're none the wiser. <laughs> yeah, it's actually here, 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 maybe yeah. here, or maybe there. Yeah. yeah, None of us know. And when the showrunners are asked, they all kind of just smile at you because I don't think they know. No, they're all just sitting there going, I just yeah. get given a script, all right? Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. Scott Gimble tells us he knows what's going on and we're just going to accept it. Uh, but I have a theory. Do you want to hear my theory? It's going to probably be more watertight than mine was. Go for it. I doubt it. <laughs> um, so my theory is this is just a community we've not not actually seen this community before, for example. However, we have had contact with them before and I believe this is going to be the community where Maggie is. And Eugene contacting this lady and being in touch with this lady is how we're going to reintroduce Maggie. That's a lot more of a sound idea. I completely forgot she was coming back, I'll be honest with you. Eugene rocks up, sees Stephanie, and she's got a little group with her or whatever, and they're talking, and perhaps one of the bodyguards that goes along with her to make sure she's safe, and whoever this guy is not an a-hole, 
is Maggie or something. I, I don't know. It just it just kind of like a Maggie's be like, hey, how's Hilltop? Um, kind of on fire. Kind of now Walker infested. Everyone's dead. How are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm one of four people. They're yeah. none of the ones you like. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, Negan did it. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of his. <laughs> oh God! Um, yeah, can you imagine? All no. this all this time of him being in a jail cell and her being yeah. angry about it. Yeah. And then she comes back to him wearing the Joker Walker mask and Yeah. Oh, she's gonna be yeah. pissed. She's <laughs> gonna be just, pissed. Just just a little bit. Me caca. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, so that's my theory anyway. Uh probably wrong, but who knows? We shall makes, find out. It makes the sense though, they've got the radio system, they're not that far away, they were travelling it makes sense. Yeah, in a way. Um, we also have a weird scene, um, and I, I want to get your take on this especially. Yep. So, Rosita walks in and grabs the radio at one point, and Eugene obviously freaks out because him and this woman have kept their talking yep. private. He loses um, his proverbial, yeah. Yeah, he, he does lose his proverbial. Um, we then have this scene where Eugene's out uh, linking up car batteries. Now, at the time, I was thinking, what? the hell is he doing yeah we later find out and it's really cool <laughs> yeah but 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 that's you know so yeah you know sidestep for that a second the scene between rosita and eugene dude i just literally wrote down rosita and eugene scene what rosita can you, can you yeah to me what the hell's going on there yeah I'm baffled see when i when we saw the trailer and we see eugene and rosita almost kissing lost my mind you 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 did. I you, was not of, a happy boy. You vomited a little bit. However, it turns out Rosita was just being a really good best friend and proving to Eugene how much he likes his girl on the radio. She knew he was never going to be able to kiss her, which is why she said he could, because she knows that he's got feelings for the other one, and him being the sappy one that he is, just gave up the chance of kissing Rosita for some girl he's never met. Right. It was her being a best friend and proving, look, you love this girl. You need to get through this. We need to go find her. And, and you think that's normal behaviour? I mean, it's the zombie apocalypse, so I don't know <laughs> quite what normal is anymore. Okay, all right. Well, that's fair. But I'm just kind of like, I've got a lot of female friends. At no point have any of them been like, come on, kiss me. Come on, bring it on. And been like, ah, it was a test to see if you like that girl or not. Yeah. I'd be like, what are you doing, dude? No. <laughs> yeah, stop. <laughs> I will push you over. <laughs> um, I uh, Yeah, so no, that, I just find that scene really weird. Kind of like, is she into Eugene all of a yeah. sudden? Is she just forgetting Gabriel? I mean, what if Eugene does lay one on her? Does she go back to Gabriel and go, I'm ever so sorry I kissed Eugene, but it was kind of my fault. I told him to kiss me. She's known that guy's had a thing for her for a long time, and she's just like, come on. Come on, you can get with this. Come on. I yeah. just find it weird. And not needed. Like, you, she could have sat there and been a friend just saying, Eugene, you clearly like this person. You, you know? <laughs> it yeah. didn't, like, that didn't need to happen. It felt like they did it just so they could include that close-up scene in the trailer so people would go, what? I mean, it worked. It, it worked. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you've been... You know, dreading. You've been, throwing, you've been throwing darts at that Eugene dartboard now for a good few months. I yeah. hope you take that down now. I, nice I, I've put Gabe back up now. It's fine. Yeah, good. Yeah. good he he deserves it. Um, 
so yeah, that's uh, that, that was weird. So that was something I kind of wanted to talk about. That that, that was weird for me. Um, yeah. There's another thing. Do you remember Jersey Shore Savior? Yeah, the one, the one who was dated dated Enid, and I didn't like that either. <laughs> I, I've never liked that character at all. And in this episode, I had one of my pet peeves again, which is not the first time this has happened in The Walking Dead. Um, the last time it happened was when we had members who were part of the governor's crew um, bemoaning uh, saviors living with them now. That, that was it, yeah. And now we've got this jackass who was a saviour bemoaning a whisperer who's joined them being there. I'm like, really, dude? Yeah. Really? I, I, um, I know time's moved on and stuff like that, but come on surely like if that was me I, the first thing I would turn around and said are you are you really the person to be talking about this you personally former saviour the one to be bringing this up yeah uh, but of course they don't do that they just go oh no oh wow yeah yeah you're so right Jersey Shore saviour you're so but right at the same time isn't his first interaction with uh, the guy that's playing like the father figure for the yeah, kid yeah. oh she'll just see the kid and then she'll leave it'll be fine and he's like yeah, yeah let, just, let her, just let her see him then she'll go away and everything will be fine and then she yeah. goes to see him and he's like no you can't be here go away the guy's an ass yeah the guy, it's a logical writing I've never liked this character no nah. and I hope he dies I mean he's still known as Jersey Shaw I don't actually know what his real character name is because we don't care. No. <laughs> He's, there are certain characters that get introduced in the background and sort of have a few lines and little stories and stuff in the background who you absolutely love, his character in the background. The guy playing that father figure who adopted the baby, I love that guy. I think... I don't always agree with everything he says, but I, I think as a character, he's brilliant. You know, he's yep. strong and he's strong of mind. He talks plainly. Um, you, you know, we've learned about the stuff he's been through. He's flawed. You know, there's stuff wrong with him. Um, and he just seems like a really good, solid dude. And, you know, if, for example, he dies in the next episode, I'm going to feel the impact of that. I'm going to be like, oh, no, yeah. not, not him, you know. Um, uh, Laura in the last episode, former savior Laura with the barcode tattoo on her neck. That that was kind Yay. of like, what, you know, that was awful. Um, so there are characters like that, and then there's others that are just like, oh, you're pointless. Yep. Why are you there? You you, you literally you're you're stealing screen time from people we care about. Yeah. Um, Jersey Shaw, one of them. Perhaps it's just me. Perhaps I'm just a miserable old git. Uh, but yeah, if he gets eaten next week, that's that's going to be a little bit of a dance party for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my note on that was a former saviour getting shirty with a former whisperer. Shut up, idiot, was actually what I wrote. That was my... Fair play. No fair play. Yeah, that was my you know detailed note that I took. I'll give you that one. Um, so the next sort of person or next sort of thing I want to move on to then yep. is Carol. Okay. Um, Carol arrives at the hilltop, um, kind of still clearly in her oopsie mode. Sorry, everybody. I know I keep getting people killed because, you know, I'm a homicidal maniac. Let's be honest, this entire Whisperer War is your fault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Carol kind of shows up in this kind of thing. Now, she has a moment with Ezekiel. Um, 
the two of them oh, a couple of moments yeah <laughs> um the two of them kind of talk he you know don't bullshit a bullshitter um he obviously finally lets her know that he's got throat cancer um uh, by the looks of him he's still looking kind of fairly fit and healthy other than the fact he has this thing on his neck yeah I mean you could say he's fairly active yeah aye um uh, you know he, he takes her to the throne room aye aye aye, 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 aye. Uh, yeah so Carol and Ezekiel have have a have a little um, cuddle they have a cuddle yes Yep. Special cuddles. No, hang on a minute. That's only creepy sex offender. <laughs> yeah, your yeah. turn. <laughs> yeah. Oof. I, I could dig it worse than that, but I won't. No. So Carol and Ezekiel get together one more time. Bow chicka wow wow. Um, do you think that was kind of like a still love each other moment, or do you think that was kind of a oh you got cancer? I know what cheer you up. <laughs> I see. I I honestly don't know because he sits up afterwards in the morning and goes, "Would that have happened if tonight was any other night?" Yeah, and they kind of just sit there holding hands and stuff. And I'm looking at it going, "Is Carol just feeling really bad about herself and needed perking up?" Probably that I expect. And she knew knows full damn well that Ezekiel still loves her, so therefore, oh, well, that's an easy ride. Uh, did you just say an easy ride? Yeah, I didn't quite mean it the way it came across, <laughs> but I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. That's that, what she said. Yay. Um, how many puns can we get into five minutes? So uh, many. So <laughs> many. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know quite... I, I don't see that being a rekindling of the romance, for example. No, no. I, 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 think, I think that has passed, which is a shame. I quite like them together, the king and the yeah. queen of... The kingdom, um, yeah, but no, I mean, no, I think that is past. But uh, I, I wonder how. I mean, you talk about this because, as as a kind of part of the fandom, a lot of them behave in a very crazy way, and that's the kind of Carol Daryl Stan thing. Yep, where they want them to be together romantically. Did you think that the moment you know King and Carol sort of got in the bed together in this episode. We had a lot of people screaming, broken hearted. No! Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. See, you know, I thought that. I thought that would be the general reaction. And I kind of just thought to myself, ooh, you know, at least they're kind of putting that to bed. But, no. I go on to Twitter, social media, I read through the kind of reactions, and they're all. It's just amazing to me that they're so blind to everything because they've got this narrative in their head and it was, oh, well, that that's just perfect. She needed closure so she can move on now with Daryl. Oh. I'm like, what? Oh. How, how can you not just watch the show? <laughs> this kind of strange narrative is so weird. I, yeah. I find it so weird. And, um, then, and oh, then and then they're completely focused on the fact that Daryl says I could never hate you in a see they're so in love I'm like no they're no in, in no, the no. same sense as my little sister can be a real bitch sometimes but I say to her you're lucky I can't hate you oh, yeah you know that's 30 minutes in my little sister can be a real bitch sometimes okay I'm gonna clip that okay that's sorry, fine you, that's fine no she knows saying? she can she knows she can and I've said to her a couple of times, you are lucky I can't hate you. Yeah, it's a brotherly, sisterly sort of, you know. 
I don't know, man. I got a brother and I hate him. <laughs> like, like, like genuine hate. Like, if he was on fire, I wouldn't even piss on him. Oh, okay, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I'd, yeah, that son of a bitch can die and I'd dance on his grave. Um, Moving on swiftly. Yeah, uh, that went Carol, dark. Carol also has another interaction, which is quite interesting. She has an interaction with Lydia. Um, what did you think about uh, that? There is just the, the Lydia, the brutal honesty of Lydia was brilliant. I love um, it, yeah. Something I think Carol kind of needed a little bit as well. It's hard to hate you when you seem to already hate yourself so much. Yeah. And it was like, oh, ouch. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I love that. You should... Did you love that Lydia was, uh, sorry, was there kind of cuddled into the... The Henry Hart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that she kind of covers it up as Carol comes over, yep. she hugs up to it. Yep. Like, this is mine. Piss off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spot on. I, I thought that as well. It was kind of like this is my thing, my moment for me. Go away. Yeah, um, and then she says, like, "I'm going to kill your mum." Will you? What will you think of me then? I, I won't think of you. Uh, yeah, I won't be thinking about you. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Just, yeah. Oh, you literally mean nothing to that girl now. Yeah, I. Yeah, and and also I think the the focus was my mum would be dead and I'd be thinking about that, not you. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, this is the girl that last week, uh, last week's episode, um, left her mum probably to die, or potentially left her to die to yeah. save Daryl. So from Lydia's point of view, clearly it has clicked in her brain, which is not an easy thing. You know, this, this kid's emotionally abused, you know, all of her informative years. Yeah. In, in the most awful way. And... It is clicked in her brain now, possibly after having to go off on her own. Um, the you know I'm never going back to that. You know I'm not doing that again. Yeah. And so when she sees her mum and Daryl have that fight, and she goes in there afterwards, it's kind of like she's at peace. You know, she carves that thing into the wood. You know, the kind of message to her. Yeah. But she's kind of like at peace with her choice, which is you know you are what you are, but I'm not that. You know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I like I like to smell of soap. And <laughs> yeah, drink fresh yeah. water. And yeah, live my life away from you, you psycho. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I did love that line to Carol. You know, I don't hate you. <laughs> it's hard to hate you when you hate yourself so much. I love that. Yeah. Um. Quick, quick note to uh, to Carol again. She was obviously having these kind of moments uh, during this. Uh, one of the other things she did, which again I, I said this episode was kind of full of moments, which were kind of like I, I kind of smiled at. Yeah, uh, her interaction with Ezekiel was kind of nice. It was uh, for the the Carol Stanners thing. I, I think it was a nice full stop to that chapter it was a good way to end that yeah you know his line of you know not even an eye roll you know trying to make her laugh yeah um, it, it was nice um the other thing was in the hilltop of course you have the paintings of you know uh people on the wall yeah and she stood there looking at them all and of course when she moves away you see the one that was directly in front of her was glenn yeah that was quite that was a moment don't you think that that was kind of like ooh. Yeah, at that. first I was looking at it and I was like, it's def- that's definitely Herschel. Yeah. yeah and then I was like, that's others. Beth. I recognise Beth. Yeah. So I was like, right, these must be Maggie's paintings. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was trying to work out. I was like, who is 
the one that she they moved out. I was like, for a couple of seconds, I was like, is that Henry or Glenn? Oh, it's Glenn. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, a nice, yeah, nice was, moment there. It was. It was. It just it kind of. I mean, if Hilltop's going, you know, if, if we're going to lose Hilltop full stop from the show, if the whole place is coming down. Yeah. That kind of moment, you know, looking at that, the history, I mean, and then of course that kind of moves towards Daryl then being stood by the graves. Yep. Um, so Daryl's kind of having that same moment himself, but, you know, not sitting in front of the paintings, but stood by the graves. Uh, that's the moment, of course, where Carol's like, I don't hate you, and he's just like, I'm never going to hate you. Um, and uh, to me, again, and again, this is just interpretation, I have best friends in the world who I could never hate. They could let me down time and time again, and I could never hate them. I might just decide I don't want you in my life anymore. Yeah. Because, you know, you're a waste of space. But I could never hate them. Yeah. And to me, that was kind of that moment. Because he walks away. You know, if you're talking about uh, mad, passionate love, where they're in love with each other, you don't walk away at that instant. You turn, you walk up and you hug them. Yeah. But he is angry. He is, you know, but he's just saying, I can never hate you. Yeah, I, I could never hate you, but right now, oh my god, I want to hit you. <laughs> and and Daryl's also sensible enough to know that it is because of what Carol did in the cave and everything else. Yep, that's why this whisper of war is now happening. Yeah, you know, it's her. It is purely her, on her shoulders. Her actions, her um, lack of regard for other people, and just pure selfishness in what she's done has resulted in the death of someone she was very close to. Yeah. Um, you becoming close to, and, uh, you know, he had a lot of time for it, and could result in the deaths of everyone there. And, of course, it leads into another scene. Yeah. Um, obviously, they try to get the kids out, and they can't. We kind of touched on that earlier. But, so, RJ and Judith are there, and they are Daryl's responsibility at the moment. And Daryl, of course, is confronted with this situation. They're my responsibility. They are Rick's kids, you know, in Daryl's mind, that you know, they're Rick's kids, both of them. Yep. And, you know, he makes the deal with Ezekiel. If one of the other goes down, the other immediately gets the kids out. Yep, which I like that. That's a nice um, scene. That is a nice little scene. Is they've had such a kind of up and down, I wouldn't even say yeah. friendship. Yeah, I mean, they they just kind of tolerate around each other. Um, I I think him being the king and all that, it was just never going to wash with Daryl. You know, that that's just kind of over-the-top theatrical crap. was always just going to be a bit like, what? Yeah. Um, whereas a few of the others just kind of embraced it and thought it was fun. Daryl was always just going to be like, oh, shut up, you idiot. Um, yeah. And I, I obviously, you know, I, I think there was an element from Ezekiel of jealousy when it came to the friendship he had with Carol yeah um I, I do think that was uh, there was a little bit of felt threatened in that um but yeah that, that was a good moment because you know you, it's a thing about situations like this and you hear about soldiers and stuff brothers in arms yeah you don't have to like each other but you can respect the living hell out of each other um so so the moment those two kind of you know fist bumps shook on that it, it was yeah that was another good moment um, what did you think about Judith fixing his vest? Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> Judith, it's just every scene that girl is in, she just takes over. She is a scene stealer without any shadow of a it's doubt. It's fantastic. But yeah, I love the the new painted. Yeah. And then, 
I saw a little clip someone put up on... It must have been Instagram. Someone put a little clip up of her, uh, Kay Fleming, talking. As she yeah. said, if you look at the jacket carefully, there are ten yeah. stars for ten seasons. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know it was as a, as a little kind of, like, one of these little, like, Easter egg things they hide in there. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, that was quite cool. The ten stars for ten seasons. Well, I, I just... I loved that. I, I enjoyed that because, of course, there's been the thing for quite some time about one of the wings has been missing since Rick's gone. Yeah. You know, so for Judith to fix it, uh, you know, in him kind of putting the vest straight back on again. He's like, um, yes. <clears throat> yeah, that was kind of a cool moment. Um, Someone made a comment that he's now, he's back to being the guardian angel of the hilltop. Well, you know, it's kind of a sim- symbolic thing. Yeah. He, he is there to look after the, the kids, those two especially. Um, and he has, you know, the guardian angel's got his wings back. Speaking of him getting his wings back, he was really badly hurt. Yeah. Dude, dude's got some serious recovery power. I know they kept seeing him limping, and I know you kept seeing him tying his leg and stuff. But that dude was in a bad way. But then <laughs> so was Alpha. If you look at how well, Alpha was yeah, left. No, no, I was I was actually right. going to bring oh. that back. Yeah. You know, Daryl was helped out of there, limped out of there. Alpha was stretchered. You know, they like, yeah. put a cloth under her and carried her out. So the two of them are like recovery powers. Unbelievable. There's, um, yeah, that or there's a fair bit of time has passed that, again, we just haven't been made aware of. Well, you know, it's one I of the suppose, two. I suppose, yeah. That, yeah, that fight was six months ago. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, uh, perhaps, perhaps it is. I mean, it, it felt like in the way the show was going, it was yesterday, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you're possibly right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I wrote down Daryl's recovery powers from injury are pretty impressive, and then I wrote underneath for Alphas too. come to think of it. Yeah, um, the, the bit um, I kind of, I like and annoys me at the same time. Yeah, was things like the whole you kept seeing him retie his bandage around his leg and stuff, and it was kind of yeah. like it was as if they're going, "Don't forget, don't forget, he's yeah. got a bad leg." Well, uh, oh, oh see, just I... remember, just remember, look, he's tying it; he's still got a bad leg. And it's like, uh, see, see, now I, I went the other way on that. I was happy to see that. I was happy to see it like the first time or so but when they kind of keep referencing to his leg and all that stuff. I'm kind of like, we know, we watched it last week. We know what happened. Yeah. You, you don't need to keep like ramming it down our throat. Look, he's retying it. Look, look, there yeah, we go. And uh, got to be honest, I didn't feel that way on that. Fair um, enough. I, I I kind of felt that that was that, that was kind of laced in quite well. But um, I'll tell you one thing I did find odd. Mm-hmm. I've watched this show for ten seasons. Yes. You ever noticed a rat problem at any point? Never. Never that, ever noticed anything to it. I don't think I've even noticed a rat in the show before. That was a weird thing, wasn't it? Or the fact that they turned around and went, "Ugh, gross." Yeah, because the hundreds of walking dead people that you've killed aren't gross. Yeah, the rats yeah, yeah, are the yeah, gross that's... part. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so, so basically the rats are running because the horde's on its way. Yeah. Surely that means that any time we've ever had a herd or horde at any point. We should have had rats. Yeah. 
whenever see it just drives me insane <laughs> so I just talked about how the Daryl thing you know that was kind of I, I didn't mind that I thought it was okay but this kind of crap it's like you're basically rewriting now yeah the the <laughs> what 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 should happen because if they looked at all the rats doing that and went what the hell I've never seen that before no me neither oh, I wonder what it could mean and then Lydia said that always happens ahead of our horde. Yeah, everyone would have gone. Oh my god, there must be millions of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, because when we've had like a thousand rock up, we haven't had rats run away from it. Yeah, but you know, this. Uh, so yeah, that that was just the fact that they went. Oh look, the rats! Oh, the herd must be coming. Yeah, so you, like... you recognise this. This is something that happens all the time. We just don't get to see it until now, right? Okay. Yeah, because I didn't. They had like the waves and stuff attacking them a little while. Was it last season, beginning of this season? The yeah, waves attacking. Yeah, yeah. Now Not they one rat. They weren't big hordes, but there was no rat problem. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, nope, like, nope. I remember that time where Rick and Michonne got the bit of wire between the two cars and drove there through that big no horde. Rats. Didn't yeah. see a rat. it's almost like they've got a new showrunner that's gone I can't believe you guys have missed this for the last look yeah watch this guys watch this yeah we we have rats now yeah Yeah. look look, little CGI rats um who were some of them were floating in midair apparently but I've not looked at that I just oh I need to look back at that yeah yeah apparently some of them because they are CGI apparently some of them were like Overlapping each other, so it looks like they're running. <laughs> it, like little 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 reindeer rats. <laughs> so it can't be as bad as Bambi. No, no, nothing can ever be as bad as that. Um, so all of that kind of brings us to the confrontation, the the battle, if you like. Yeah. Um, Beta has been harvesting uh like syrupy stuff from tree sap. Uh, yeah, right. Flammable. I had no idea that was flammable. I just thought it was sticky. Uh, no, no, you you can yeah, you can torch that stuff. Um I've had like tree sap on me before. Like I've helped a friend of mine used to be like a wood surgeon, mm. I think they're called. Yeah, uh, tree and surgeon. Tree surgeon. Yeah, and I've had sap on me and stuff before. Never in my entire life have I gone, "Oh, that's flammable." Well, I mean, to be honest with you, you don't really think about it, but I um, I did like some... It's possible as well, it depends on the tree. Yeah. Um, Because I, I did like one of these bloody survival things, uh, part of a, like a corporate retreat once. Oh, yeah. And the way we got taught in that to set a fire was to, you know, sticks, etc. But then I was kind of like, ah, oh, do I rub these sticks together? And the guy looked at me like I was a complete moron. <laughs> I was like, no, you get this, you get this, and this is flammable, and look. And he's like, one rock, one spark, and the thing went up. I was like, ah, oh, okay. Right, whatever, dude. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just rub my sticks. <laughs> yeah, I'll go back to my stick, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched, you know, survival shows my whole life. You rub sticks together, but no, apparently not. Um, you just stick a stuff and grip a knife in a tree. And uh, also, were they filling like bladders? Yeah, I'm not sure what they were, but I kind of think they were something gross. They were like <laughs> bladders or like yeah. stomach lining or something. Yeah. I'm going, going oh yeah. my god. I, I was the same as you. I was kind of like, I just know that that's not going to be good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to think about it. That's just kind of gross. It's yeah. going to be gross. Um. Yeah. Uh. What. Whatever. Whatever it was. Yeah. I think it was stomachs. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was not good. 
Um, but yeah, they launched them, um, covered everyone in the sticky stuff. And like, I think Jerry's like, smells really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, well, they cover us in caramel. Yeah, thanks, um, guys. But, but then, of course, the fire and, you know, death. Yeah. <laughs> but but we did one of my favorite things was we did get the explanation explanation as to whatever the hell Eugene was doing. He was electrifying a fence. How awesome was that? Was that was so cool. Yeah, at first <laughs> and he's doing it, I'm like, is he just trying to make it more powerful? Is there is this something to do with in the walls they've got like electricity? See, I Oh I my god. <laughs> Because there's all those car batteries. I thought he was just like changing out batteries. Like that's where they dumped the batteries. Yeah. And he was like going off, getting a new battery to take back or dumping off an old battery. I didn't, you know, I saw him like doing stuff. But to be honest with you, my focus in that scene was on the weirdness with Rosita. So yeah. it kind of went over my head. But then, yeah, yeah, when you realize that he basically electrified that fence, that was so cool. And I mean, I mean, that's serious electricity. It literally just goes like straight through the guy's like chest. Yeah. Yeah, so, that was damn. That was, that was awesome. Loved that. Um, but yeah, the, the the kind of sheer weight of Walker's topple the fence, which yep. is obviously sad because I'd like to have seen a few more fry. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It, it blows um, out the circuit. I mean, I would have loved it even more if the fence had gone down, but was still electric. And every now and again, you just saw a whisper like, "Poof!" Their mm. foot. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. Um, I. In amongst, because I, I want to get your opinion, because obviously the whispers kind of guide their herd, their horde. Is it me, or did that not appear to be any whispers in amongst? It's like they just sort of set it on a collision course and let it go. Which would be and the then, smart thing to do. I did. Um... Yeah, well, well, without a doubt, yeah. I'm, I'm just sort of thinking from a point of view of I, I don't think I saw any, you know duck a knife and try and fight no, back anyway. I think none it was did, yeah. purely... That was pure yeah. zombie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what I thought. Um, and, and it makes sense, because, of course, she's then setting fire to them all and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, she she's not killing her own people. Uh, you know, she... she Today, anyway. Not yet, no. Um, but... I, I mean, I wrote down... Um, obviously, key bullet points I wrote down. Electric fence, cool. Yep. And then I wrote, Whisper Battle Tactics, impressive. Yeah. Because genuinely, you know, you kind of think in every way it's been built up, the Whisper is, oh, we've got this horde, we're just going to march it right through you. And to a certain extent, you kind of, that's it. You don't need to do anything. They're just yeah. going to set it off and then just go take a seat on a hill with popcorn, you know? You can actually imagine, <laughs> yeah, just whacking the deck chairs out, going, off you go. Yeah, yeah just like letting that horde rock off and then just sitting there like, ah. Oh. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, uh, look, look, oh, look at that one die. Oh, oh, oh they're almost at the end. Let's go collect them. Well then, you know, like, you know, like taking bets on. Well, I put a red shirt on my favourite one. I'm going to see if he survives. You know? Oh wow, yeah, <laughs> just, just, just like really weird. But not. I, I didn't think of it as like any kind of tactical genius in what they were going to do. No, but but actually, the, their battle plan, that their kind of battle tactics were. Really impressive. My, um, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden you've got stomachs full of flammable liquids flying everywhere. You've got flaming mm. arrows going off from the other side of the woods. Yep. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, and they're you know big old bows as well. You know, they they've made them. You know, yeah. Where have they been? <laughs> compound bows. Um, you know, Negan's firing this thing. This 
you know, strong enough longbow to get up and over and, and hit behind them. I mean, that's how the episode ends. Yeah. The group retreat from the fence, but then basically the wall of Hilltop is set ablaze by the Whispers, so they're kind of trapped between two lines of fire with walkers breaking through the fence and coming at them. Yeah. Um, and that's how the episode... I mean, I wrote down cliffhanger ending, bastards. Um, yeah. I mean, even my partner, she was sat there going, you can't end it like that. She's only seen about six episodes ever. And even she, she's she, like, you she, can't She that. is not wrong. Imagine how she'd have reacted the end of season six then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So, um, mate, I, that, that's everything. That's everything I had noted down. I, I mean, like you, I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was good. I thought it struck a great balance between story development with little scenes like uh, Carol and Ezekiel, Carol and Daryl, Daryl and Judith, yeah. Carol and Lydia. You know, there was there was content for like all of that that was worthwhile and progressive to the story, not just like like you said. There's a kind of fear that sometimes they do these episodes and they build something and it's all of it's pointless. I swear like... there was a season, a couple of seasons ago, where we were leading up to something big, and we had an entire episode that wasn't even related to it, just put in the middle, and it was like, oh, yeah. what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the old bottle episode. Yeah. Thing, which is just like, ah. Oh. And meanwhile, on the other side of Alexandria, we have Jeff. Jeff is a nice guy. You're going to meet him this week. Yeah. And you're like, really? We're about to have Rick fight Negan, but I'm going to learn about Jeff? Well, who the hell's Jeff? And you know he's going to die as soon as the next episode starts anyway. What's the point? And, and then and then the episode ends with Jeff dying. And you're like, right, so I had 42 minutes of learning about this guy. Thinking, oh, okay, Jeff's not a bad dude. Then Jeff dies. Yeah. And I'm like, right, okay, so I don't care about Jeff again. Oh, look, we're back. And here's Rick fighting Negan. No, I don't yeah. care anymore. It's been two, three weeks since I was I cared about it. It's like they've run out of budget. They're like, ah, oh, crap. We can't afford to pay them this well, week. Uh... Well, it's, well it's, it's funny you say that. <laughs> <laughs> because on multiple occasions, it's been put to Scott Gimple that the reason why um, bottle episodes, the reason why he does the non-linear storytelling is because he is stretching it to 16 episodes. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. You know, season one was six episodes. I think season two was 12. And they were like artful masterpieces. Uh, uh, seasons one and two are phenomenal. Um, but that same budget, despite all of the success, success and everything, was meant to extend. You know, so that same budget for season one, six episodes, was meant to give 12 for season two yeah and frank darabont uh the creator the the showrunner for season one said no i can't do it i can't do it he argued like hell he fought like hell and that's why season two is so it's just set in one location really you know it's yeah. the farm herschel's farm They're like they don't do anything really but it's still phenomenal the character development the stuff that happens is amazing yeah um but of course frank darabont argued and argued and argued and got fired because of it his assistant laid out season three and carried it out as Darabont wanted he then quit because it was like this is impossible you want to do 16 episodes yeah on the same budget we initially had for 12 you know six even yeah um and then they appointed Gimple and we had the non-linear storytelling which kind of solved the problem because it meant a lot of the key cast didn't have to appear in all the episodes they'd appear in one in three yeah which is where it all started to go downhill a little bit. 
but you're not you're not wrong uh, but yeah, so where we are currently though, um, I enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, very much. I, I, I thought ten was okay. I thought eleven was very good. I'm, I'm hoping that we're really building. Um, you know, episode twelve. Like I said, I did see the preview, and there's a scene in the preview, which, uh, it's probably a fake out to be honest with you, but it made me really sit up like oh when I saw it. Uh, Negan says to Alpha, I've got what you've been looking for. And it shows a shot of Gamma. And so the hint is that Negan's obviously captured Gamma and he's going to hand her over to Alpha. But then the next scene is Alpha walking into like this sort of cabin with Negan walking behind her. And I just had this kind of maybe this is it you know if you're a comic book fan you know what i mean oh yeah yeah maybe that's maybe this is the moment um but i don't know because again if if you want to follow that arc and you want negan to turn on alpha the thing for me that could do that the thing that could motivate him to do that would be judith yeah, and I'm wondering if he realizes or he sees Judith trying to escape the hilltop, and perhaps in that moment has that snap out of it, kind of oh crap. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 attacking the kid. <laughs> yeah, you're not meant to be a kid. You should be an Alexandra. What's going on? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so that's kind of you know how in the hell and and once hilltops flattened, of course, where are they going next? Straight to Alexandria. Alexandria. Yeah, and Negan then is got a choice to make. What does he do? Oh. I don't. I don't know. Like I said, I've I've seen this one clip in like a twenty odd twenty five second preview. Yeah, I've seen that one thing, and my mind is erased all of that. <laughs> my mind has gone jumped to all of that. Well, that's so, what you want out of a. That's what you want out of these previews yeah. to get you thinking about next week's episode. Yeah, it is. But, but I mean, I'm just pleased that the content's good enough at the moment that I'm intrigued enough and I'm interested enough that I, I do want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I think that's everything. I, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who keeps interacting with us. We do really appreciate it. Um, yes. Obviously, we put the post on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Do get in touch with us. Uh, chat about the episode. We, we, you know, we always really appreciate that. Um, and finally... Um, talking to her at the moment trying to set up a time but it looks like lindsley register aka laura the the lovely lady who introduces in this podcast and in episode 10 was killed off the swines um is gonna it's gonna appear on the show again she's gonna come back on um we're gonna have a chat about her time on the walking dead we're gonna have a chat about how it came to an end uh what's next for her uh hopefully she's got things on the horizon because she seems a lovely lady yeah uh but yeah yeah hopefully gonna be doing that really soon Sweet, that's going to be fun. I look forward to hearing that again. Yeah, me too. Um, But yeah, my friend, thanks for joining me. A big thank you to everybody for listening. We'll be back next week. I can never hate you. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.